Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Just another day of paradise for you and me. So hope everybody's uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning and ready to hit the day running. It's supposed to be a rainy day today, so make sure you dress appropriately and grab that umbrella as you're heading out and about your business today. So, uh, but I do hope I do wish everyone a blessed day and a wonderful day. Uh, you know, I pray for our police officers right now. It's uh, a scary time uh, for them and their families. And uh, tell you what, it's it's getting to the point where um, uh, they don't want to be police officers anymore. I mean, there are people are taking early retirement. And who can blame them? Look how they're villainized. Look how they're scrutinized. Every decision, every response, everything that they're trained to do to keep us safe has to be put under a microscope and questioned and motives. And uh, it's, a, it's a crying shame that they can't um, do their job uh, as, uh, as they're supposed to because these bleeding heart liberals. You know, I uh, ask you to pray for me. I, I am uh, uh, this... Um, deal with this pawn shop over in Johnson City and uh you know I watched the video and you know uh well you know it don't take a uh Einstein to understand to realize that this was a setup pure and simple this was all this was uh to to set this guy up to to try to start something and uh they come in with their little panther t-shirts on wanting to buy guns he refused, and I don't blame him. I'd refuse too, for all I know, or you know, he they would have tuckled his gun and might have done something bad. That would have been on him. So he had he made the right decision, right choice. And then um, try to say some girl was assaulted. Well, I watched the video. It looked like she threw herself through the door. I, I mean, come on. I, you know, this is a pure setup to, to try to start something, and now they're trying to play the victim. That's all it boils down to. And I, um, I tell you what, I, the Christian attitude is to respond with love. The Christian attitude uh, is to respond peacefully, if all possible. And um, But uh, I have to tell you guys, I, uh, I have a severe redneck side. I'm not a, a bad man in any shape, form, or fashion. And uh, I've been in a few fights in my life, but uh, nothing great. Uh, so uh, I'll probably get my fanny kicked, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I just... Uh, uh, then I see this stuff going on, I get so angry. I can't see straight. I know a lot of you do too. And uh, uh, sometimes I feel like it's getting to the point where we're going to have to respond physically. I don't mean, I don't know. I can't, you know, I don't want to incite a ride and I don't want to encourage anyone to go out and do something they shouldn't. Uh, but no stretch of imagination. But it's just getting out of control, getting out of hand uh, with these. Uh, troublemakers and uh, these little if you look at the video just like yesterday shows some girl uh looked like she had one of those bull rings in her nose uh cussing and and uh, she looked like she's about she looked like a kid you know that's what they, they're one of them look like a bunch of kids out there uh just trying to start some stuff and uh, it is uh i'm not gonna lie it's hard i uh really want to respond with force <laughs> and i think that's what they're wanting anyway but uh, so we've got to uh, uh, slow your roll <laughs> and stay in your lane, as my daughter would say, and uh, try to chill out a little bit. Uh, I mean, we, we're going to have to make some serious decisions and be in prayer for this nation, prayer for peace, and we may have to pray. Uh, you know, some there are there, you know, war. Uh, I know a lot of people are against war, but sometimes war is necessary 
in order to hold back the evil that seeks to destroy us, and that is biblical. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the uh, uh, the Punisher. Uh, he had a, he said in Latin, "If you want peace, prepare for war." And, uh, you know, so we may get to the point if these riots continue and they start filtering closer into our homes, do we have to respond uh, uh, with force? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I'm asking the question. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know. Is there, will there come to a point where we are going to have to stand up and, and fight uh, for what uh, we hold dear and true with our freedoms and the protection of our home. Like I said yesterday, no man, uh, you know, you're no better than an infidel if you don't take care of your family. You know, is this a, an area that uh, we may have to eventually address? I don't know. Maybe it'll calm down and we it won't get to that point. Let's hope so. I mean, let's, literally, let's hope so. Uh, good morning, Willie. And uh, let's hope so that it doesn't get to that point that we have to respond physically. But uh, I know one thing from, from my redneck perspective that's that's the very thing that i would like to do and um so i don't you know i, I like to say i'm not trying to uh, uh you know i'm not encouraging anyone to to act violently or to uh, to incite a riot or or to uh, uh, anything like that uh, you know we need to let the police handle it the best that they can but I do feel like this was clearly a setup uh, yesterday, uh, without a doubt. Uh, they, this, this was a setup to to try to stir the pot, and uh, and then they're they're getting uh, the reaction that they wanted. So uh, just um, all that I can tell you, just try to cool it for now. Let's pray about this and see what was the appropriate action to take. Uh, and. Uh, because it's just uh, our world is spinning. It was just like this couple yesterday that were showing on the news, and a lot of people were making jokes about them. And you know that's fine. We need, you know, we need to have sense of humor. You know, you know me, I like to joke and kid around as much as the next person. Uh, you know, I kind of fail to see the humor in it uh, because uh, here they're they're they destroyed uh, the gate in front of their home. And they, you could tell they were in fear for their lives of these riders, and they come out there with their guns, and uh, of course they've had to get an attorney now uh, to protect their home. And uh, I don't know about you all, but if somebody comes in and uh, threatens me and my family, you don't think for a second that I would not react in the same exact way. In fact, they probably held more restraint than I would have. So, uh, you know, I, um, uh, you know, you, you know. It's, it's, I understand the, the humor because of their appearance and and their age, and you know I, I get that, you know I you know, but I um, uh, I just feel like you know sometimes humor has its time and place, but I um, uh, it's it's a shame that it's getting to the point to where the victims are the ones who are being criminalized, and that's just that's where it's uh, it's getting insane. Uh, it just blows my mind that these, uh, these looters and rioters get a free pass, but the law-abiding citizens try to protect themselves are the ones who get in trouble. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, just pray. Just, we've got to pray. We've got to pray for uh, uh, the healing of our land, to pray this division will be healed. And uh, because right now, the way things are spinning out of control, I, I do worry that we may... Uh, we may end up in another real physical civil war if something don't happen. Uh, you know, I, I just have a, if police keep quitting, retiring, calling in sick, they may have to call in the National Guard. And if they call in the National Guard and they, they start having curfews, I mean, you're about that, you're at a slippery slope. You're about that far from martial law. And then what are you going to do? So I don't know. We want to really pray. We got some. 
Uh, some rough stuff going on right now, guys and gals. And trust me, I understand your frustration. I understand your anger. And that's why I ask that you pray for me, that I respond in a Christian way, in the way a pastor should respond. Because the things I want to put out there on Facebook, the things I want to say, uh, it would not be biblical and display a Christian attitude. And so I have to reel it in. And I literally was praying this morning, God help me. Uh, to uh, demonstrate the proper attitude. And uh, so uh, I encourage that for you as well. well. Let's go ahead and let us stand and let us say our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. i tell you what, here we're about to celebrate our Independence Day, July 4th. That's hard to believe. It's uh, almost that, that we're at the precipice of July 4th right now, but uh, it is... Um, uh, you know, we had to fight back against tyranny, and uh, I feel like uh, the fascist, Marxist uh, attitudes uh, that are being pushed from the progressive liberal left are the very ones who are after our freedoms today. And uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's, it kind of reminds me, you know, and I've told you this before, I was bullied a lot when I was a kid because of my, my ethnicity. And uh, I would take, and I would take, and I would take some more. And finally it gets to a point where you can't take it anymore, and you start swinging. And I feel like, and these liberals don't realize it, uh, these little uh, domestic terrorists, these little kids out there thinking they're, they're big, bad, and tough. You know, something my dad told me a long time ago, there are those who are bad, and then there's those who think they are bad. And there's a distinct difference. And, uh, you know, uh, I feel like, these liberals are, are pushing, and they're pushing, and they're pushing. And, a lot, and the people of this country are kind of like I was when I was being bullied. I would take, and I would take, and I would take some more. And then finally, I'd rise up, and it would just be an all-out fight, brawl. And I think that's what's about to happen. I think it's about to erupt. People have took as much as they're about ready to take, and they're about ready to start swinging. And that is not necessarily a good thing, and it's not something I'm encouraging, but I'm just saying where I, it's like a pressure cooker. I remember years ago uh, when I was a kid, my mom was, uh, she had some potatoes in a pressure cooker. And I don't know if you all remember some of those, you know, it had the little heavy metal thing at the top. You know, it, it, it would uh, whistle and shake and rattle. Whatever reason, I've never seen this happen before, never seen it since. All of a sudden, pow, man, it blew and it was potatoes all over the ceiling, <laughs> all over the kitchen. It sounded like a bomb going off in there. And uh, that's what I feel like America is doing right now. It, it is under a pressure cooker, and you're starting to hear them. And uh, I feel like, in, just like them taters, it's about to blow, guys. So just uh, let's be in prayer. Let's pray for peace. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with to our, our peaceful right to assemble. And that's the problem. We're not seeing enough of that. And, and I think the media is the ones who are pushing 
that division. So let us not uh, fall for that. Now, in regards to uh, this division we're seeing right now, uh, I, found, I found it appropriate uh, to discuss the very topic at hand uh, that we're about to discuss this morning. So let's look at our passage. We're going to look at John uh, 14, verses 8 through 10. So let me bring that passage up so you can read along. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffereth, sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Philip, he hath seen me, hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Be the Father, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doth the works. I apologize for my inability to read this morning. <laughs> I don't know what's the matter with me, and so I, I apologize for that. Um, the reason why I read that this morning, uh, good morning, Mr. Sai, is that um, one of the controversial Topics that seems to be hitting the, the airways uh, in late uh, is the fact that uh, they're wanting now to uh, attack Christianity, which should be no surprise. Uh, they wanted to tear down uh, any uh, uh, semblance of Jesus Christ, particularly the fact that um, they're trying to say that he wasn't white. And therefore, that is racist, and so now that is on the attack. That, that is just another affront uh, on uh, on Christianity. Don't don't be uh, uh, fooled by the smokescreen uh, of what they're trying to do. They're, they're the heart of it is they're just trying to get at Christianity because we're we are targeted as bigots. We're targeted as hate mongers. That's what they're really after. But for argument's sake. Uh, we can, you know, we, nobody really knows what Jesus Christ looks like. You know, you kind of almost think of of Joseph when um, when Jesus was born. I mean, you could only imagine him as a as a loving father holding his newborn baby and how much he looked like his mother. You know, and he may have looked at Jesus at some point and said, "I wonder what your father looked like." You know, wondering what God the Father, uh, what he looked like, and. Uh, uh, you know, when you think of that, that is a very heart-touching moment. You know, when we see these portrayals of Jesus Christ, uh, we look at um, Warren E. Salmon, uh, the head of Christ, was the name of the art piece uh, that uh, has generally hung in a lot of homes and churches uh, alike. Uh, growing up, uh, you know, my dad is a pastor, obviously, and uh, going to different churches to speak for uh, different revivals and, and visits and things. You, know, I, you often saw uh, that in homes and in churches, uh, that uh, the portrayal, that Scandinavian, uh, fair-skinned, blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. You, that was kind of the, uh, the what you saw in a lot of different places. And that was a very famous artwork. In fact, it may probably make Andy Warhol's uh, Campbell Soup uh, <laughs> picture pale in comparison to the popularity of uh, of Solomon's uh, work. But uh, obviously, uh, Jesus would not have uh, had that Scandinavian look uh, in uh, in Middle East 
and like that. Now, there are those who go to the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, that's known as the Black Hebrew Movement, uh, that tries to say that Jesus was, was African and was black. Well, that's that's the, the, the opposite end of the spectrum, and that isn't true either. For the very fact that uh, G, you know, there's no, it wasn't hidden that Jesus was Jewish, so he probably had uh, maybe uh, brownish to fair, you know, lighter skinned, uh, toned. Uh, you know, as only we, we can only speculate as to what Jesus looked like, but we know from Jewish ethnicity, we kind of get an idea probably uh, what his skin color was. But that is not the point. See, God doesn't care about your skin color. That's why the Bible never says anything about uh, Jesus' skin tone. That, that was irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Uh, the fact that uh, you, know, G, you know, God told us, Jesus told us to go to all nations. So all nations includes all ethnicities. It doesn't matter. Uh, Paul preached to all people. It didn't, you know, and, and he may have changed his preaching style, uh, you know, depending upon the culture in which he was uh, talking to, because it didn't, didn't matter. You know, remember the Jews hated the Gentiles and the Samaritans. There, there were racial divisions even then. And so that was the whole point that, that God looks on the heart. He doesn't look on the outward appearance. Now, we can look at, to get a description somewhat of, uh, of Jesus, we can look at Isaiah 53, uh, 2, uh, that says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So we see that in Isaiah that gives somewhat of a description of uh, of Jesus, and uh, and but what we what the Bible focuses on is God's character, His immutability, uh, His holiness, His grace, His love. That is what the Bible focuses on: is the character of Christ, the character of God. That is what the focus is on, not on skin tone, not on skin color, and so that you know it it's sad that uh, it has come to that, that even Jesus Christ is now a target uh, in regards to race. And that, uh, you know, for those who understand God's word, that is the that is irrelevant. It, that is the last thing that, uh, that needs to even be focused at or looked upon. It, what does that matter? We need to look at Jesus' love. We need to look at what he came here to do uh, to save us from a very real hell, to show us, to point us the way to heaven, to offer us eternal life. His substitutionary atonement on the cross, uh, to uh, to his blood covered uh, our sins. You know, just like we've been talking about in Hebrews, uh, in our study in that, that uh, the, the, uh, the blood that was shed uh, from the Mosaic era uh, it was uh, uh, could only cover so much, and it had to be done repeatedly. But with Jesus Christ, it was a one-time deal. That his His blood was pure, and that it was, uh, that one-time sacrifice was all that was needed uh, to to uh, to uh, get out here in a second uh, to satisfy. Uh, get out here in a second. Satisfy God's judgment, His wrath, because he, he, that's what sin separated us from God. And that's what Jesus Christ did was to, uh, to, to, to give that bridge between us and God, to be our mediator. And so justice had to be given for uh, our rebellion towards God. And so Jesus Christ satisfied that. That's why you've heard my dad say many times that uh, Jesus Christ paid a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. And so the fact that uh, they're trying to bring race into this issue uh, disregard that uh, altogether. Now, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Warren E. Smallman's uh, portrayal of Jesus, that is erroneous. The black Hebrew movement, 
that is erroneous. You know, we, again, the the what his Christ appearance uh, is not even specified uh, in the Bible. Only the extent that we have in in Isaiah fifty three two. So uh, race uh, doesn't matter to God. God created all different races. He didn't create everybody white. He didn't create everybody black. You know, just like the song, red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. We are to go forth to all nations, proclaiming uh, Jesus Christ, proclaiming the gospel, telling others about Christ's love. That's all that matters is where is your heart at? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And if you can, uh, if you've made that profession of faith, if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, then know that your salvation is secure, that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what country you come from, what culture. It, as long as you know Jesus Christ, remember, Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, Jesus Christ is, was the, is the Messiah, was the Messiah, is the Messiah. Uh, you know, it is... Um, I was reading uh, uh, an article yesterday uh, from, um, uh, I think the website was uh, CARM, uh, is the uh, initials, but uh, they're usually a pretty good um, uh, source of information. And they were talking about uh, uh, John Hagee, uh, that uh, his book, uh, Defending Israel, and that in his book, he is talking about uh, that he, he's trying to say that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. In fact, he equates Moses to be the uh, Messiah, and that uh, Jesus Christ came to liberate uh, Rome uh, or to liberate uh, uh, Christians in a physical sense. Uh, and that is the direct antithesis to what Jesus Christ came to do. He came to deliver us spiritually. In fact, that was the problem with Judas and many others, that they thought that he came here to establish an earthly kingdom. And nothing could be further from the truth. He came to establish a heavenly kingdom and to save us from a very real hell. And um, uh, they, uh, 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 oh, Willie says, swing by gearheads today, sir. Let's go get it. <laughs> Sounds good, Willie. But um, so, you know, again, uh, we know that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. We can look at the Greek and we can look at the Hebrew. We look at how this, uh, how it's distinguished and, and what is said by Jesus' own words, what he come to do. And the fact that uh, Hagee has misinterpreted this is unbelievable. And there's those out there who, uh, don't think that the that the church is Israel, and we we read clearly in Romans that the church was grafted in, and uh, you have these dispensationalists out there who who don't who think Israel is separate from the church, and <clears throat> I'm getting into a whole another ball of wax. But anyway, my point is, the uh, uh, the church is Israel. We are uh, looked at that we were grafted in, but um, the fact of the matter is, you know. Uh, Racial tensions are all-time high right now. And like I said, now they're even trying to drag Christianity into that. Let us focus on the heart. Let us focus on the character. Let us focus on where you are at spiritually. This world's going to be consumed to fire one day. Jesus Christ is going to return. We will be raptured out. And the, the church will be raptured out. And then, um, uh, then Jesus Christ, his second coming. Remember, there's a distinction between the rapture and the second coming. And his second coming, that's when judgment, he will come as in an act of war, uh, against those who have rebelled against him. Right now, you have the opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I hate to to repeat myself, but I will repeat this: that uh, like the illustration I was talking about Sunday night, I thought this really hit home. Was uh, was talking about uh, the the little child who was uh, caught in a runaway wagon, and a young man chased after uh, to save that young child. And uh, but unfortunately, that young child grew up to be a an outlaw. 
and he was standing before a judge, and he recognized the judge as the young man who saved his life many years ago, and he tried to use that to plead his his case. And the judge looked at him and said, Son, then I was your savior. Now I'm your judge, and now I'd sentence you to be hanged. Jesus Christ, come to be our savior. You have that opportunity to accept his grace, his forgiveness, and his love. You have that opportunity to accept that now before you face judgment and condemnation. Where are you at? Do you know Jesus Christ, your personal and Savior? Because, my friends, that's the only thing that's going to heal this racial tension. That's the only thing that's going to heal this land. That's the only thing that's going to bring peace upon our country is Jesus Christ. So if you haven't done it, place your hand in that nail-scarred hand today and accept Jesus Christ before it's too late. Let us have a word of prayer. And Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord, to always demonstrate a Christ-like attitude in this country and what's to other people. Let us show that love of Christ in our thought, word, deed, and action. Let us demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace. And Lord, uh, help us to be a light to this world of darkness. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and watch over protect us this day. Lord, I pray that you will bring peace upon this land, bring healing upon this land, heal the, this racial tension, and let us uh, respect and love each other for who we are, not by the color of our skin. Lord, I pray that you'll be with our police officers. Lord, please let them know that they are loved. They are needed. They are appreciated. Lord, give them the protection that they need around them and their families. Lord, I pray a special prayer request for Russell DeGroat and his family as they're dealing with this tragic loss. I pray that you be with our brother in Christ, uh, Lenny, that you bring healing upon him. I pray that you be with Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and uh, Roger Winters and Lyndon David Feathers, uh, Troy and Ginger Hood and his cousin. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. I pray that you be with uh, Darlene Barker and her family and stepfather. And uh, Lord, just pray that you be with our military and keep them safe. And Lord, be with our president. Give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in these difficult times. Protection about him and his family. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these devotionals. And I hope they find you well. If you'd like to share these devotions on Facebook, you can find me at Dr. Young 77 And friends and family say, I don't do social media anymore. Or tell them they can go to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And they can watch uh, right there on YouTube all the devotions. And or if you're uh, out and about and busy and working, you uh, tune in to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. Listen to all the devotions. You can listen to all of the sermons and uh, podcasts that are available. So thank you all and uh, hope and pray that you all have a blessed and wonderful day today. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Thank you.